When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Day SA, David Wildey and Malcolm Blight for Tire Power. The big footy final sale on right now. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Don't often use the word massive, but it's a massive game Saturday night, Malcolm. Uh, Brisbane playing Port Adelaide. Uh, Port a bit of an unknown and Brisbane need to get the the bogeyman off the back and make a grand final. This is their perfect chance, you'd think. Yeah, no, the COVID year was another one. They had games up there, but they've earned the right. I mean, one of the things is... Brisbane have earned the right to have a home final. Port Adelaide sort of gave it up with yeah, some losses did. late in the year. But a man who follows Queensland football closer than any other person I know, both teams that is, both Gold Coast and Brisbane, is Michael Whiting from the uh, Michael Whiting, sorry, Michael, from the AFL.com.au. And he, he's a great journey, but he loves his footy as well. Hi Michael, hey, how guys, are you? How are you going? Good mate. Yeah, I'm 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 good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Thanks, fellas. Um can't wait for Saturday night. You're right. You set it up nicely. Um, great opportunity for Brisbane. It, may, it does make me snigger a little bit when I hear people saying that Brisbane has been gift wrapped the opportunity to progress to the grand final because they've obviously earned it and a couple of results went their way late in the season. But 17 wins. It's been a great season. They've they've set themselves up. That's yeah. for sure. Hey, Michael. Great to have you on board uh, tonight. But I've always felt Brisbane's defence in the last couple of campaigns have let them down, and they're going to go guy called Daniel Rich, he's been an outstanding player, but he's been found out in finals. They play a quick player off him, and uh, Daniel Depp doesn't like to normally check. But I reckon the defence looks better. You get Payne back in there. They've got a bit of pace. You can play Wilmot, um, McKenna. Uh, Starsevich has been there. And, of course, the big fella, Harris Andrews. So they look a little bit short up down in defence. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's great assessment. It's Definitely an area they've been left a little bit wanting the last couple of years. Teams have been able to transition the ball on turnover pretty quickly, and and it is Daniel, and it has been Daniel Rich often that's been caught out. Cadian Coleman's another one in that half back line that, that does occasionally get caught out. And when you've got a couple of slower guys, um, it really compromises your team defence. But they have fixed that up this year. Wilmot has been incredible, uh, I think, for a second year player. Uh, McKenna's made a big difference. Uh, it probably came here known for his like his dash and his flair yep. with the ball, but it's really his defensive side and his ability to rush back and help that defence and help that uh, that speed in transition that has made Brisbane a more difficult team to score against. Yeah, they certainly have. You see, David talks about the uh, all the defence. I want to talk about the forward line. Of course, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Cameron, Charlie, Charlie. What am I? Fudge, you can't he play? Fifty-three goals and Joe Danaher's fifty-one. The only mm. two in the comp in a one team to kick over fifty goals. They are dangerous. Yeah, they really are. I'm sure that Charlie is, if he's not the first name on an opposition whiteboard, he'd be the second, wouldn't he, after Lockie Neal, I'd imagine. So he's a nightmare to match up on. I think like a lot of guys, particularly in the top teams, he had a sort of a slow patch for about a month there late in the season, but found his best again in the last couple of rounds. And 
Um, yeah, I, I think what held him up was he, he had a big head collision against Richmond. I think it was round 15 or 16, knocked out a couple of teeth. And I just right. felt yeah. like he lost a bit of confidence for a couple of weeks after that. But he's got it back now and they've used him in different ways. He comes up the ground and um, and most more dangerously, he can play as the deepest forward and get back to goal quicker than his opponent. So he's very, very difficult guy okay. to match up on. Yeah, I can't believe how many times what you know watch most of the games Brisbane have played that Charlie's been the igniter, had one freakish little goal, mm. and the, it just, you know, the team seems to lift around him. I know they've got some good players. I just want to talk about Lockie Neal. I mean, Lockie's probably still my favourite player. How he didn't make the All Australian team, even as a sub or on the interchange, got me beat. But anyhow, that's another that's another thing. But I notice he's gone a bit public on the tag situation. A couple of blokes have said, "Well, he got tagged," and then you know what? Every now and again, when you do, you have a bad game, and he he'll just learn from that. And from that one game against uh, Tuke Miller, he still does mm. some terrific things for the team and takes, you know, gives Dunkley a chance. I mean, it's a team game. That's why we do it. So I find the criticism of those goats who get Turk, they get better. It's harder. We've all been through it. But I, I reckon what he said was terrific. Yeah, it was. And he, he's right. He does get attention most weeks. And he made the point today. And, and it's probably fair that the media, that's myself included, and other guys in the media, do concentrate on when he gets beaten by a tag rather than when he beats the tag. I think <laughs> they played they played Geelong um, four or five weeks from the finish. Tom Atkins ran around with him and Lockie beat him and it barely got a passing mention. And mm. he's had a terrific season. Josh Dunkley as well. You mentioned that combination. Like they have got the best. Brisbane's got the best clearance differential in the competition. Yep. So they're that midfield is able to give their forwards, that potent forward line that you love, Blighty, so many more opportunities than their opposition. I guess is Michael Whiting, AFL.com. Michael, the one area Port Adelaide probably have it over Brisbane is the midfield in the in this terms of mm. pace. I mean, you look at Butters and Rosie are lightning, Horn Francis is lightning. The, if they could, I don't know who's going to be the caller for Brisbane. I know Berry does a job now and then, but to, if you could stop, or if Brisbane can stop one of those, it goes a long way to beating Port Adelaide because those... Particularly Butters and Rosie have been in outstanding form. They have, and Lockie Neal mentioned them today in his press conference. He said he thinks for speed and power they'd be the number one combination in the comp. And and I know he's not going to talk down a, an upcoming opponent, but he went out of his way to say how dangerous they are. And Brisbane obviously got first-hand exposure to that in the opening round. Long, long time ago, and a lot's probably changed, but Horn Francis, Rosie and Butters... Very, very quick. Josh Dunkley normally um, mans the who he determines as the best opposition midfielder at stoppages. Um, but then, if there is a problem, Berry probably is the guy that goes to um, to a hot midfielder. He's got enough league speed. He's got a great tank, and he's a very, very physical guy. So um, they'll start by backing themselves just to win around the contest. But yeah, I'd say Berry would be the guy to use in case of an emergency. Yeah, I, I think you're right with that. I, yeah, I think you're right. William Drew may go to Lockie Neal. He did in round one. Run, yeah. And did well. Yeah, did okay. So maybe it'll just be... I mean, he can still find his own ball, but I'll be interested in that. Can I just... This, you would have read the story over the weekend. I think uh, Chris Fagan did a story about... I called it the story of despair of Chris Fagan, Alastair Clarkson and Jason Bird at the Hawthorne Football Club regarding the Indigenous... and uh, I, I guess... Uh, that story was front page everywhere early in the season and gradually, just gradually, it's just sort of disappeared until Chris did that story over the weekend and said, I couldn't go out, at, you know, I had to go out at night. 
You can imagine what he went through being accused of something that he vehemently denies. No, as to, as no to, proof. No proof. And mm. whoever did it has never been mentioned. That's the bit that really, really annoys me. But just in that story that was done, I could just feel his, you know, anger and, and, and just disgust mm. at the whole thing. Yeah, anger's a good word. And I think he, certainly early in the year, he was angry and understandably. He just wanted a chance to voice his side, which he never got and obviously is under legal advice to, to, to not do so. He did have a couple of press conferences early in the year where he tried to get out as much as he could. I think that was good for his peace of mind, but but his name obviously still wasn't cleared. So it did sit with him throughout the season. And, I mean, only he really knows the toll it took on him. When I saw him around the club, like, he was always quite chipper, and maybe that goes with good form. But to compartmentalise those two things is a um, huge, huge tick for his um, ability to... Yeah, just to manage difficult situations. And uh, I think, like, he's obviously had a very good team at his disposal for a few years now. He's helped create a very good team. But that should factor into, we talk about coach of the year conversations, but the the stress and the strain he was under for the past six to 12 months can't be underestimated. Yeah, well said. Look, they've had a couple of fourths, a couple of fifths. Uh, This year they finished Mm. second. Uh, Barring Ashcroft and Gunton, they've got, all men on deck, and I think this is a great opportunity. You, you confident, Michael, that they will win at home? Unbeaten this year, aren't they at home? Are you confident they can yeah. extend that? Yeah, I'd say, uh, I guess, quietly confident if you're a Brisbane fan because I, I think the only um, thought, uh, I guess, cause for pause is that opening round and what Rosie Butters and Horn Francis can do if they win enough ball. that That's a real weapon that Brisbane might struggle to counter, but they've won 11 out of 11 at the Gabba this year, a couple of them very, very tight, but they just feel a more assured team. And I think I, I heard or read it from Chris Fagan in the past couple of days. He just feels those past experiences, that, that they're a more mature team now and they can, they've handled different situations and no matter how far they go this year, I think they'll look back on the loss against Melbourne about five or six weeks ago where they coughed up a lead, quite a, quite a big lead yeah. late in the match. Yeah. But they, I think they took a lot out of that. Um, firstly, the way they played at the MCG was probably some of their best footy. And then just what they learnt late in games. And they've had um, a few more chances to practice their late game scenarios in the ensuing weeks. So they just feel a lot more complete and a lot more mature. Now, that could all change in, in two matches, as we know. Um, things change pretty quickly, but... They're confident, and they should be. Yeah, look, I, I just reckon the Geelong experience from last year, appearing, mm. keep keep appearing in the finals, and eventually, eventually, you win one, and that's fact, isn't it? I mean, eventually, if you keep appearing, they'll win. History says that. I, I actually, I mean, I picked Brisbane and Melbourne to play in the grand final from day one of this season, and I, I keep coming back to it. I think you look at the talent on their list. And I think they bat down a little bit deeper than most. I know Melbourne haven't had a great season. Brisbane mm. have. But I think they've got more upside with some of the injuries coming back. And the other thing is, this is only one game in a final. You can actually lose this game. Both Port Adelaide and Brisbane can lose this game and still be right in the hunt. One loss doesn't throw this season away for these two teams. They are still in it no matter what happens. Absolutely. Oh, we saw it um, like a few years ago. I think it was... And admittedly, it was Richmond who had success, but they lost a 
first final against yep. Brisbane. I think it was in the in the COVID year, and they came back and won the semi, won the prelim, and won the grand final. Hawthorne did it during their three peat. Yep. Obviously, those teams are a bit more experienced and probably have a, a greater inner belief than Brisbane and Port, who are teams that have knocked on the door the past few years but not been able to kick it down. But you're absolutely right. Uh, that's the point of getting a spot in the top four is to get two chances. Talk about Charlie. You lose week one. You know, again. Yeah. Talk about Charlie Cameron X Factor. There's a couple others I I see as can be an X Factor. One's Cam Rayner, like yeah. he can take a mark as good mm. as anyone and kick a goal. And and Hugh McCluggage is also Michael's been kicking a few goals. They push him forward sometimes, and he's been a little bit better in his set shots. So I can see both of those boys just adding to the firepower up forward. Yeah, good call, and particularly Rayner. I think he's a guy that sort of they've battled to find the perfect spot for him is he a is he a, um, like a hybrid forward that jumps for his marks or is he a guy that can pinch it in the midfield he started the season in defense so I don't think they've been quite sure how to use him but when Jack Gunston got injured it just made things so clear for them Cam Rain is going to play as a third tall he can fly for balls fly for his marks which he loves doing uh, and it's just simplified his role he can go in and take a, a center bounce or two if needed but keep him forward. He can change games very quickly because of his power. And McCluggage is right as well. I think since Will Ashcroft went out of the team, I think that made his role a little clearer as well. Ashcroft, obviously they'd prefer to have him in their midfield rotation, but without him there, it's given a few more centre bounce opportunities for McCluggage, which he's become accustomed to over the past couple of years, and he's found his best form of the year in the last six weeks. And bloody you like Zach Bailey too, don't you? you can oh, kick, yeah. kick the old oh, goal. Yeah, I like him all. Hey, <laughs> hey we're a really good team. <laughs> hey, just a quick one. On the on the neighbour down the road, um, mm. I mean, I mean, you're obviously over the Queensland scene like anybody else. Uh, the Gold Coast, Damien Hardwick, how's it been received in, in, in Queensland and obviously the Gold Coast and Brisbane? Yeah, big news here. Like, it's cut through. He's made the front and back page of the Courier-Mail, which, uh, when he got announced, which is, as you'd know, Blighty, from your time in Queensland, is difficult to do for Australian rules footy. So he has got cut through. And Gold Coast are so excited. (laughs) Every player Mm -hmm. you speak to, they just grin. They're so optimistic. And, I mean, I think the club has to be a little bit wary of the Messiah complex, if that's the right way of phrasing it. I'm sure not one guy is going to come in and fix everything, but he's certainly got a real spark about the place and they had their best and fairest on Sunday night. Hardwick went to that, made a little speech in the last, uh, as the last stage of the evening, just three or four minutes, a little bit of a pump up speech before they went on their break and, yeah, the club's incredibly excited about his appointment. Yeah, well done to Noah Anderson too, winning the BNF. Uh, Michael, thanks for that. Looking forward to the finals, and uh, I'm sure Brisbane are really keen to win the first one and progress, but thanks for your time. No worries, guys, any time at all. Michael Whiting there from AFL.com. Uh, Beaumont Tolls giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shopping store at Beaumont's between November the 12th and you in with a chance, T's and C's apply.